Hello listeners, I am your host Ziad Matar and I'd like to welcome you all to the Wirelessly Yours podcast where I talk about everything tech, business and design. On each episode, I will take you through how cutting-edge technologies, emerging business models and the latest design trends are transforming our world and shaping the future. You will also get to hear from my guests about their opinions on global developments and the opportunities they create as well as their impact on society. Stay tuned for more. Wirelessly Yours. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. I hope you are all having a good week and ready to start the weekend very soon. In this episode of Wirelessly Yours, we will talk about user experience and user interface, a topic that was always a cause of delight and sometimes a source of frustration for me as a user, but where I'm actually immersed right now as I am in the process of starting a complete redesign of our mobile app and website for Coconut, our online recruitment community for the hospitality world. And joining me on this episode with us today is the experience director at SquadX, part of Zisha Group, and comes all the way from Saudi Arabia, but joining us today from Dubai, United Arab Emirates. So Ahmad, uh, I'd like to start, uh, you know, by always uh, talking about the backgrounds and, and sometimes we talk about uh, you know virtual backgrounds or uh, but sometimes we talk about real backgrounds so why don't you tell us about what's behind you and then later I'll tell you what's behind me so what's behind me is uh, first thank you thank you for the introduction and thank you for making this happen I'm very excited to be part of it and, and inshallah for more and more and we'll be able to add some value to this What's behind me is an art piece. I'm, I grow into into art, and probably maybe that's what connected me to like art and psychology and human behavior. So I grow as, as a kid into art, and and then and, and I was participating in competitions and all over that. And I was like a child, and then when the digital got introduced, I moved my love to art to apply it on interfaces and experiences in that. So if my background all over the, the house is going to be like an art piece behind me. Very and good. Yeah, that's, that's like a, a quick overview and hopefully like it's, it's a nice one too. It's very nice. And what about your professional background and your life background? So um, I would say I'm first born and raised in Saudi and, 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 and grew up all my childhood there and then moved to the UK to kind of study and, and do my university. And then after that, I moved to California to pursue my kind of goals to uh, get more experience around the field of experience design and user, user interface. Um, I had the pleasure to spend um, five beautiful years uh, in Southern California and in Northern California. After getting that experience, I felt now it's the time to go back home to my region to make the impact that I was always seeking to make. Now, a professional experience uh, is, is, is design. So I started in, in the back days as a website designer. And then when information architecture got introduced, I was doing the information architecture with website design. And then as we adapt and technology move forward, we try to like always be flexible and, and expand uh, our design knowledge and skills to cover the broader experience from a customer relationship with that product uh, online and offline. Um, that's uh, in, in summary uh, and a quick overview. Now, uh, 
I'm, I'm in Dubai, uh, enjoying um, working on, on 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 products and services with with SpotX and the team in Fiji, and uh, supporting governments to to transform digitally and and more be human centric. So we focus on the human and then have the technology as an enabler. That's uh, very nice, and uh, I'm always uh, delighted to see you know a nice progression uh, professionally that leads someone into uh, you know adding so much value, uh, particularly you know in in the region and and seeing how the government of uh, Dubai and the United Arab Emirates in general have embraced technology long time ago, and I would venture even say they are one of the most uh, 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 delightful user experiences when it comes to to the apps and the way we interact with uh, government services to some extent even better than some uh, you know non-governmental organizations whether big corporates or sometimes even you know uh, more uh, more uh, younger startups so it's it's very nice to to hear that and I think that uh, as I mentioned like one uh, one section in this podcast is what we call the elephant in the zoom. And, uh, and, you know, in this particular session today, it's even more relevant, the fact that our whole world was suddenly catapulted into this uh, pure digital realm. And, and all uh, companies and organizations that we interact with as users uh, have now to serve us uh, initially very heavily via the digital interface and now more and more with a hybrid, uh, you know, offline and online uh, experienced because we are, you know, getting out of uh, lockdowns uh, more, more over all over the world, uh, more or less all over the world. So, what, what, what was the impact, in your opinion, uh, of that uh, on the field of UX and UI? And how, how do you see it, uh, you know, bringing up opportunities and challenges in, in your space? Okay, I'll, I'll talk as, 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 as like probably more of an overview and try to like connect that to. To, to the challenges that UX designers and UI designers. I mean, a moment of crisis in general, it can be very difficult to think beyond the next hour or the next day or the next week and what's going to happen tomorrow. And honestly speaking, for not just like designers, for all businesses, individuals, consultants, business strategies, there's never been probably a challenge like COVID 19 where you design and try to solve problems for the unknown. Um, now talking about some of the challenges, and these are some of the challenges that we are experiencing when working with partners and clients, that your core product might not be the same core product anymore. And we can look at, for example, Airbnb, and now how they're shifting um, some of their core features for like in-home experiences. Your users has changed and the customers has changed and the target that you've been building, the personas that you've been considering has changed. So you have to factor for, for all of these customers and, and, and changes as quick as possible to kind of avoid that fraction. And I can tell an example of even this product that we are using um, in our days. Uh, and they're great in terms of experience in UI, they're amazing. But when they've been designed, they've been designed for us, the super users. Now you can see a lot of 
elder people trying to access these tools. And there is that type of like gap or fraction. So the challenge is becoming to like include all of these different type of users who are being forced uh, for that change. And now the third challenge, which I just like mentioned, is, is that all of this change is a force. So here comes empathy and care is, is, is more needed in these situations. The UAE has been um, working on this for a while uh, and they've been flexible and adaptable. And for example, you can see UAE platforms such they have the digital signature, the UAE pass and, and all of these kind of touchless um, services that you can do it while you're at home are already there. Um, businesses and stores, as you just mentioned, also are becoming digital first rather than physical second. And this is because of uh, people behaviors are changing. Now they're becoming more uh, fear and the habits and they're trying to become more secure. So you would see that a lot of the customers or the users, they are purchasing, uh, purchasing everything from home. And thanks to the technologies like AR or, 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 or VR, where like you can actually see that product or apply it into your home if it's a furniture piece. And then you also like see that opportunity and trend where are like all of these companies and organizations becoming um, more like prototype first and they're like excelling and, as, as innovating digitally. And I would see, I would give a quick example, which is um, the no contact that these delivery apps are doing. Now the restaurants are doing no contact option and for now, it's helping the, the, the limit of, of the possible spread of the virus. But in the future, it will be kind of maybe the default feature for, for, for users who, who, who are weak or who can't afford being sick and, and they want to protect themselves. So you see like all of these like challenges which are creating opportunities, which are changing behaviors. And, and this whole topic is actually like, is, 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 is very like beneficial in a way and it's very challenging and effective in a, in a very different way. We saw that uh, a few particular sectors were very quickly rushed into the digital world. And, and as you said, uh, UAE was uh, maybe ahead of the curve in, in various ways. We, you know, we had prepared a little bit for the, uh, you know, the whole e-services and, uh, and, and smart city uh, uh, you know, experiences. And also particularly uh, education where uh, you know already we had a program uh, to bring uh, digital uh, learning to the masses and that was very quick to, to adapt uh, health sector of course work as an environment uh, and maybe as you said most of us uh, that maybe work in smaller companies were already using a lot of digital tools but now larger companies and particularly those in the middle had to adapt but what does this Put as term, in terms of uh, you know uh, uh, let's say uh, constraints on on developers and on on startups who are uh, providing uh, these services that were digital and where uh, or or maybe hybrid where there is even more importance to that element now how do you uh, how do you see them adapting so quickly knowing that as a discipline. Uh, it requires a lot more uh, study 
and uh, you know staged approach to actually lead to a, a very good experience. How do you marry the urgency of shifting into the world that we are going in today with the ability to do your homework properly as a UX designer? Because yes, you have the art side and, and, and also the fact that it has a little bit of magic, but there is a lot of science also to get something right. Mm-hmm. Very good, very good questions. And you can already see, as mentioned, examples of businesses who are accelerating in this, and they're following an approach of like exper- experiment today as much as possible to be ready for the tomorrow. Um, now, as designers, good designer is a responsible designer, and responsible design brings sustainable design that can not just work today, but also work for the future. Now, what I mean by like a responsible designer, as a responsible design uh, is the design that not just factor for the user needs and imagine solution to meet them, but also takes an inside out view and ask the design teams and the stakeholders and these consultants and these business problem solvers to, add, to, to integrate another set of questions and considerations into their process that consider impact beyond, beyond the user. And, and for example, what's the purpose of this business beyond profit? How would this purpose translate into values? And then how would these values impact the decision making? And then what's this um, business uh, doing uh, and having on stakeholders, society at large, and, and all of that? Now. This, as a designer, if you take that kind of mindset and approach, we can assume that your solution will be set for the broader challenges rather than just now. Um, For the other part is, how can I see like this hybrid um, offline and online journeys are mixing, especially because of the effect of like being locked down and being at home and then um, considering your safety, um, my prediction is, is, and it's been for a while, is that technology is blending more into this environment and will blend more and more, especially as the world grows more comfortable with AI, AR, um, voice and connected devices. Uh, we will always, I think we'll have that shift to design lists for pixels or form factors and more for information, where, when, and how to present it. Now, as designers, our tools will always change. As developers, our tools will always change. Now, there are a lot of benefits that COVID caused for us working remotely. Um, it's, it's, it's from a cost, from a collaboration, people are becoming more accessible, executives are becoming more accessible, um, users, who want to participate in user research are becoming also more accessible. And the, but the tools overall, and I always keep on saying this, the tools have always and will always change. Um, we, and probably in the next and upcoming this era, we won't just be building websites or, or, or apps the way we used to do it. Um, there are already like experiments with artificial intelligence and algorithms. To, to help in making interfaces. So as designers, our responsibility will kind of to design for the whole customer experience and beyond 
um, that customer and how we can actually make an impact on the whole journey, whether it was in offline and on and online. I like that, Ahmed, and I like this, you know, already the mixing uh, of offline and online was happening and now uh, it's, I, can, I think, more than mixing, now converging and, and becoming one hybrid uh, solution, particularly with the aspect of contactless. How do I deliver? Uh, I'm posting, publishing an article later this week about travel and how the travel experience uh, is being affected. And then you see the, the, the growing importance of contactless and touchless uh, technologies and interfaces. And speaking of technology, you mentioned also uh, augmented reality as one uh, new, uh, basically a whole new user experience and user interface tool. What are the other technologies that you see coming into uh, the world uh, right now and maybe being accelerated by what's happening that uh, stand the chance to to show us a different uh, a different future or uh, you know as as i say you know in, in, after the what we're getting to is not a new normal but more, more like a business unusual situation so what what are these technologies that will fuel this unusual in the future that's a very fun topic and, and for us designers it's always fun to like every five years we try to predict based on like the data and based on like our work, what's going to happen? You know, like, for example, now, like our screen is going to die and is voice interface is going to take over that. Uh, personally, I don't see screens dying for the next few, five years, probably, but I see a huge shift into like the era of like multi-platform, multi-device user experience. And you're, we, we already see it with, um, uh, Amazon experiences. You ask um, Alexa for something and then for like um, um, something that you want to buy. And then it takes you to the phone and directs you to Amazon shop. And then you're, you're doing an offline experience with the help of technology and you pay through your phone without touching anything. So you can see that shift and people already getting into it. So Apple Watch, they go to the gym, after the gym, they come back home and they go to the app, and then that data will be translated to the app. Um, so I see augmented reality will help retailers a lot with their shopping experiences, and it's already happening now. Um, I see the connected multi-platform, also kind of multi-device user experience will take, um, will take, will take that trend. And I see, um, um, voice interfaces. Um, voice interfaces is already being used um, a lot in, in, in cars, display and dashboards, and also in, in, in TVs. And um, a few days ago, I was actually reading an article on how China, there's like a huge number of people already shifted to uh, voice interfaces in car. Uh, so I see that's already taken a place and probably it will grow. Now this will come there with that will come a lot of challenges also that how can we actually upskill ourselves as designers? You will see um, more uh, more job roles are opening. So voice interface designers and probably voice interface psychologists and researchers, because uh, the more we get people connected to and hooked to 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 the technology, the more we need to make it human and friendly and personal and also adapt our principles to meet the human behaviors and and, and expectations thanks ahmad that's uh, 
very uh, you know inspiring in terms of uh, you know how everything is uh, coming together and i opened the door for a few questions from the audience and encouraged them to send us more questions in the comments section already there is one question uh, that is up there uh, from uh, pratish ahmad and he's asking about concerns around the privacy and uh, and user data how do we marry the, uh, you know all of this uh, information taking over the pixel world as we say it and maintain the privacy and the integrity of user data any ideas from uh, your side a very important questions these days especially because people are um, caring more about privacy than than any other subject but subject is probably um, um, the best uh, to answer that um, but i've been in touch with a lot of uh, a lot of lately um, um, organizations who has been heavy on data. And I think the more we bring laws and regulations that are clear and updated to, to, to our um, uh, society and, and to like where we are is the more we're going to protect our customers. Even these laws has to be like um, human centric laws that are built to actually protect these individuals rather than the other parties. That's a, that's very true, and I think also from a technology perspective, what's happening and where five G and and you know uh, you know smarter technologies will bring this whole intelligence to the edge of the network, where maybe the data can remain you know in a very close vicinity and privacy of the user without necessarily having to be sent all the way to uh, be processed centrally in, in the cloud. And we see that a lot, particularly with Apple, where you know your biometric data, whether fingerprint or face, uh, is stored and remains you know, very safely and securely contained within the hardware uh, you know, on the device and doesn't actually leave the device at all. Um, that's very interesting. We have a couple of questions coming in uh, as well, which, to be honest, you know, are of course on top of everybody's mind and um, might be deserving of a whole session by themselves or more. But uh, in, in, in 30 seconds, you know, your elevator pitch, if you'd like to say, what is the difference between UI and UX? And, uh, uh, and I think we we'll start with that question before moving to the next. That's one. Of, that's a very challenging question because there's a million and multiple answers to it. Uh, but I would, I would always say it if like you look at maybe this is like you know like front stage and the backstage concept and and that backstage is 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 is, is the ux designer who is why and how this thing should work and then the user interface designer who will work on why and how this thing should be displayed and then right. that experience needs that interface there's a lot of like uh, similarities and overlapping between them, but overall, like that's, that's a quick, maybe summary uh, of, of what they're both doing. Very good. And so let's give the user interface a little bit of a, uh, of a spotlight now, because you, we spoke a lot about user experience, which is your field. But, uh, you know, I read somewhere that one of the biggest influences on, on, on how the user interface uh, developed was Minority Report. Uh, in, in around which was you know, around the release around 2002, and you know that's why we are also happy pinching and uh, 
know, doing our multi gestures on, on big flat screens. Um, roughly a decade later came her and, you know, kind of predicted or took us where, uh, you know, the you know, the whole voice interface came and, and, you know, now we have Siri and Alexa uh, and Cortana and others as, as voice uh, interfaces. What would be the movie, according to you, now that we are again 10 years later, uh, anything you have seen recently or you've been watching that kind of predicts what's coming in the next phase for us from an interface perspective? Well, it's a very like I have to think of a movie. The thing is, like, I'm not, I'm not amazing with movie names. I <laughs> no, but is there anything that inspired you recently that you saw? That that question is harder than all of the other questions. I forget movie names. Um, I recommend it's yet, by the way. I've heard about it. Which one? But her. You have not seen it. I haven't seen it yet. Oh no, definitely you should see it. It's very interesting. Uh, in fact, for me personally, I find her very interesting because of two things. There is the whole voice interface. Yeah. But when you watch it, you will notice also that even the physical interfaces, the hardwares that uh, the, 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 the actors uh, or the person uh, in, in the movies are interacting with, have a, some form of a you know, uh, modern dimension, but at the same time feel very organic or vintage. You know, they, you, know you see different materials away from the coldness and the very uh, industrial look and feel of most devices that we have uh, in our hands today. And, uh, you know, we're starting a small uh, series of uh, posts and maybe we'll talk about them in podcasts about vintage gadgets and, and uh, devices that, uh, you know, had a brilliant uh, future ahead of them a few years ago uh, or a few decades ago sometimes and maybe did not reach their potential. So I'll, I'll be talking about uh, those more often in the future. I recommend you watch her. I also recommend another series, which in my opinion could be the next, uh, the next uh, you know, uh, the next phase of the evolution. It's called Upload. You can find it on uh, on streaming platforms like Amazon Video, and and that one, of course, together with Ready Player One, talks is more about the virtual reality, uh, and a little bit more uh, in terms of an interface. So it's interesting to to, to see that, and uh, and maybe we'll talk again in a in a few weeks or a few months and get your impressions about that. Hopefully. When, when Lara is able to connect, we'll do a, another panel together. Uh, I promise to talk about the, the background. Uh, so before I conclude, I'll tell you a little bit about my background. Today, I'm actually doing uh, the recording uh, live from Barcelona, where I'm spending a few weeks and uh, I'm in a co-working space. So I take the opportunity to maybe uh, welcome and uh, invite some of my uh, neighbors in this space, startups and others are operating here so that we introduce them to our audience and you know let people know what's happening in other parts of the world as well um, we have more questions from the audience uh, i'll send them uh, you know to you uh, later on uh, and maybe we will uh, reply to them uh, on social media jointly and uh, i thank you again ahmed for being with us uh, today i hope you're feeling better as i said and uh, i hope you enjoyed your first uh, podcast experience uh, we will do this more often. Uh, for those of you who didn't get the chance to ask us questions live, please continue the conversation with us uh, uh, online and on social media. So you will see us on Twitter, uh, what is on LinkedIn as well. And we can answer more of your questions and start an interesting debate uh, over there. Thanks a lot again for everyone. Have a great afternoon. And for those of you starting the weekend, have a wonderful weekend. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Thank you Seattle.
Tchau, tchau. Tchau, tchau.